Praise God, everybody. Uh, another teaching on praise. I'm doing this a little different tonight. Um, you can see behind me, I got the board set up, and uh, the way I'm having to do the video is I couldn't do it with the screen turned around where I could see what's going on on the screen. So hopefully, I got the settings just right on it. But um, I practiced the other night with it a little bit, and I tried to get it right. But um, the when I tried it the other way with the screen turned around, it turned the words on the board backwards. So um, I have it to uh, turn it around this way so that the words are right where you can read them. Otherwise, I have to write everything backwards, and that's a little difficult. Um, so tonight, as you can see, the title is With Lifted Hands, and this is on the, the Praise for Our God series that I'm doing. Um, this is a, the second video in it. And I'm going to start out by reading the verse in Psalms chapter 28 verse 7 Psalms chapter 28 verse 7 if you have your Bibles tonight if not you can always read it later on um, just write it down and I also wrote the verses up here on the board too if you can read them um, the couldn't zoom in a whole lot because um, kind of makes the picture a little too small and I don't fit in it and leave room where you can see the board I'd have to stand in front of the board but um, if you can, if you turn to Psalms chapter 28, verse 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with, with my song will I praise Him. Let's pray over the word right quick before I get started on this. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, Lord, to get on here and, and to to teach your word, Lord, and I ask you, Lord Jesus, to help me, God. Lord, use me as your vessel, Lord Jesus. Speak through me, God, as your oracle, Lord. Help me to say the words, Lord, that you'd have me to say, God, that this could go forth, Lord, and help each and every person that, that watches this, either tonight or in the future, Lord. I ask you, God, to, to reach to hearts, Lord Jesus, and touch those watching, Lord God, and deal with them, Lord Jesus. And, and I thank you and I praise you for it, Lord. Help us, Lord God, in our walk with you to get closer to you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, Lord. Amen. It says, The Lord is my strength. David was saying here that the Lord is his strength. And that's, that's who he got a lot of his strength from. And one of the greatest people in the Bible to learn about praise is, is David because David knew how to praise God. And all through his Psalms, he's, he's basically written about praising God in all kinds of ways and praising Him for everything that he did and if you study out on the life of David before he became king the things he went through running from his father-in-law Saul because Saul trying to kill him because Saul was jealous of him and everything because the people praised David more than they did Saul because David killed Goliath where nobody else on the battlefield had enough nerve to stand up to that giant and David went out there with a stone and a sling and slew the giant and, you know, because he trusted God and believed God that God would do it for him. You see, he had faith and he trusted him and he knew that God moved and that God did that for him. So, see, God, he also praised God for helping him slay the lion that was coming after his father's sheep and also slew a bear that was coming after his father's sheep. God helped him do those things and he gave God praise for that. And he told Saul out on the battlefield, he said, My God has helped me stop a lion and he helped me stop a bear. What's going to stop him from helping me defeat this giant, this uncircumcised Philistine? He didn't even call him a giant. 
He didn't even reverence the fact that the guy was 12, 13 feet tall. No, he said this uncircumcised Philistine, he basically called him a peasant. He called him something that was basically insignificant, meaning that Goliath didn't mean nothing to him. When he looked out there and saw that giant on the battlefield, he didn't look at him as a giant. He looked at him as somebody that was coming against the, the army of the living God. He was coming against God's people, and that's what David looked at him as. And he knew that because if he stood up, took a stand for God, that God would use him to stop this man that was coming against the armies of God, that was coming against the armies of the living God coming against God's people, God's chosen ones. See, it's much like us. You know, if we, get, if we had that kind of backbone, sometimes the things that we could accomplish in our lives, you know, and we get, but we want to get too scared of the circumstance, too scared to witness for God, too scared to stand up for God, too scared to, to make a stand for what we believe in. Instead, we want to cower down. And I'm, and I'm not getting into all that. Let's get back on the subject here on praising God. See, he said, the Lord is my strength. He bragged on him a little bit. He said, God is my strength. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my strength because of myself. I have it because of the living God that lives inside of me. That's basically what he was saying here. He said, and my shield. In other words, he will guard me. He'll protect me. My God is my strength and my shield. He would, he would defend me, stand up on my behalf to defend me against the enemy. And my heart trusted in him, meaning David trusted in God. He trusted in God with his heart. It, come, it was that, that sincere that it came from the heart that he trusted him, not just trusting him with his mouth or saying that he trusted him. It's not like that. He believed and trusted in God wholeheartedly. He believed that God was going to move wholeheartedly. He had faith in him and trusted him. And he said, and I am helped, meaning God helped him. God came up and showed up for him and he moved on his behalf and he helped him in that situation. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, meaning his heart rejoices now to God. He praises him and, and exalts him, rejoices inside here. It's coming from inside out. It's not just coming from his mouth, not just words that's just vainly spoken or, or just, you know, vainly just saying things, not meaning it. No, it came from his heart, from inside, because what God did for him. And he praised him from, from deep within himself. And with my song will I praise him. Now see, he's not saying I will sing my song to him. He's saying with my song, I will praise him. Meaning as he's singing his song, he will praise him. Well, what does he mean here when he says, and with my song will I praise him? The, the word praise here, the definition of it, if you look at, up here on the board, I got it written in the Hebrew, the H3034 is, is if you look in, if, if you have a Strong's Concordance and you look in your Strong's Concordance, you look up the number H3034, and that is the, the definition of this word here, where he said, Pray, I will praise him. With, and with my song, will I praise him? He was saying, I will revere or worship with extended hands. Meaning he would extend his hands up to heaven and towards God and praise him as he's singing his song. While he's singing his song, he will praise him, meaning he'll lift his hands and surrender and surrendering to God and praising God. You see, that's a form of surrender when you lift your hands. When you extend your hands towards God, when you have a praise and worship coming out of your heart towards Him, you're, you are surrendering yourself to Him when you do that, when you lift your hands and you praise and worship and love on Him, and it's coming from your heart. It has to be coming from your heart. It can't just be vainly speaking out your mouth and not meaning it from deep within, from in, in your heart. You can, you can raise your hands at a football game and holler and praise your team, but come on, that's just... That's just because they've got a uh, one of 
touchdown or whatever or made a goal or won the game. That's all that is. That's not that's not praise and worship like you're praising and worshiping your God. If you're praising and worshiping a team like that, something's wrong with you because they don't deserve all the worship. All they are is just a football team or a baseball team, basketball team. That's all. It's just a bunch of people out there playing ball, and a lot of them do it on the day when they should be in the house of God, worshiping God and loving God and praising the one that get come on, the, the one that created them, the one that gives them life the one that put the breath in their body see we don't even some people don't even praise them praise god for waking them up in the morning for giving them the strength to get out of bed come on for all the different things that he does for us throughout the day a lot of times we don't even reverence god for the things that he does throughout the day we don't we don't even give him praise at times when we should be praising him. we should be praising him all the time constantly for everything that he does just for the fact that he he created everything when you go outside and you look up at the stars in the sky at night, or you look up at the, the clouds during the day, and you look at, at the way God created His magnificent creation, the awesomeness of His creation, you should be praising Him for how beautiful things are, how beautiful the world is that He made for us to, to come here, to live here and dwell on. Come on, we, should, we need to be praising God for a lot more than just, just the fact that He's God. We need to be praising Him for moving for us and for doing things for us. And, and just, just because... It's he's worthy of all of our praise and all of our worship and all of our adoration. But to to lift your hands towards him and praising him and worship him and revering him with extended hands, you are surrendering yourself to God. If it's coming from your heart and you lift your hands up to him and you are doing that and surrender to him, saying, Lord, here I am, use me. God, as I praise you and as I love you, Lord Jesus, use me, God, as your vessel. I'm willing to surrender to you and allow you to use me. And another, <clears throat> if you if you study this word out, if you look on the next verse, because I just read Psalms 28 and 7, but if you look at Genesis 29 and 35, that's where this word as being yada, which is the Hebrew pronunciation of it, is yada. If you look at the, the little letters above the A's, that's the way that word was pronounced. It's pronounced Yada in the Hebrew. If you look at the first place where this particular word Yada, meaning praise, was mentioned as reverence and worship God with extended hands, it was in Genesis chapter 29, verse 35. And if y'all know anything about Leah, Leah was the wife, the first wife of Jacob, but Jacob was expecting to get Rachel. And his father-in-law played a trick on him and he told him he, that he had to marry the oldest daughter first because that was her customs. That The custom was that the oldest daughter was the first one to be given in marriage, not the youngest. Rachel was the youngest and Leah was the oldest. Well, of course, Jacob, he loved Rachel more than he did Leah and that's the one he was expecting to get. But on his wedding night, he ended up getting Leah. And Laban played a trick on him and and basically uh, told him he had to work another seven years for Rachel now. So after working the first seven years for Leah, and then, you know, expecting to get Rachel, then he had to work another seven years for Rachel, but he loved Rachel more than he loved Leah. So Leah was kind of jealous because of the fact that that he loved Rachel more. So... And it comes out, it turns as it turns out, Leah had more children starting out than Rachel because Rachel's womb was closed where she couldn't have any children. So now Leah, having a few children at this point, 
and expecting it to be treated different from Jacob. Well, when she had, when she ended up having Judah here in verse 35, it says that she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. She called his name Judah. Now there's something about Judah here too, but first I want to show you, I want to show you about where she said, Now will I praise the Lord. See, when she said, Now will I praise the Lord, I believe she lifted her hands and praised him and worshipped him from her, from her heart because she gave him another, that God gave her another son. So during this time when she was praising God and worshiping him, and she named him Judah, which came from the word Yada, which in the, the Hebrew is the word, in the Hebrew it's H60 or H3063, which came from the word H3034, which means celebrated. The definition of that word Judah, the definition of the name Judah is celebrated. She celebrated the birth of Judah. She celebrated her son by praising and worshiping God. That was her celebration. She praised him. She lifted her hands and, and, and worshiped God in praise and reverence with extended hands. And that's what she did. That's what that word praise means. Now, see, there's the, the importance of praise and the different ways that you praise God is, is uh, if you notice... If you'll, if you pay close attention, you'll see these different forms of praise and different forms of worship when people are worshiping and praising God. If they're doing it from the heart and they're sincere, and God moves into the building, moves into the house, or whatever, and enters into your presence in the presence of all the people that's praising and loving and worshiping Him, you'll see different forms of praise going on through the building. And a lot of times, one of the most common ones is the lifting of the hands, especially in a Pentecostal church or an apostolic church is the lifting of the hands and praising God. Some churches you don't see it a whole lot because I, I don't know the reasoning why, and I'm not going to say any reasoning why, but, but if, you, if you watch in a Pentecostal church, it, you'll see it a lot, the raising of the hands and worshiping God and surrendering to God as they worship and praise Him. And see, God reverences that when we worship Him, when we lift Him up, when we praise Him like that. God will reverence that as well as when we reverence Him. And if you look over to Psalms 145, verse 10, Psalms 145, verse 10, it says, All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. Now here's something I want you to catch here. It says, All thy works shall praise thee. What does he mean by all thy works shall praise thee? What does David mean by that? The works of God gain praise in, them, in themselves. Whether we praise Him or not, His works praise Him. If you, if you can understand what I'm saying there. In other words, when He heals somebody, whether that person that He heals gives God praise or not, there's somebody that's going to recognize and notice that God has healed that person. And that God will get praise out of that, whether the person that He healed praises God or not. Because you see it. A lot of times there's people praying for that person that, get, that needs a healing. And whether that person, when they get healed, whether they praise God or not, the people that pray for him will praise God. See, God's going to get praise one way or the other out of his works, is what David is saying here. Out of any works that God does, anything that God does, he shall get praise for it. 
says, All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. Now, if you look at these two words here, praise and bless. Okay, I know it says bless there instead of, instead of praise, but here's, here's the awesome thing about this. If you look at the word praise here, the word praise here means this first one, revere or worship with extended hands. Okay, but the word bless is the Greek, the Hebrew word in H1288 in your concordance. That means Barak or Barak or Barak, however you want to pronounce it, which means to kneel and bless God as an act of adoration, meaning you bless him as an act of adoration. What does the adoration mean? Adoration means you love on him. So if you bless God in a form of adoration or, or as an act of adoration, that is the love that is to love God or to, to love on him a little bit, to worship him, to praise him, to lift him up. So if you if you if you bless God in a form of or in an act of adoration, that means you are praising him or you're worshiping him or you're loving him, loving on him. And and that's those two go together. Whether you, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but right there where it said where it said, all your works shall praise thee, and where it said, all your works shall praise thee, and thy saints shall bless thee, those two are going together, those two, those two words there, to kneel, or to worship with the, with the extended hands, and to kneel, a lot of times when a person kneels, they, lift, they can lift their hands, or they will lift their hands and be praising God while they're kneeling. Why? Because the presence of God comes on them so strong, or because they're just so caught up in the fact that God done something for them, that in His presence they're unable to stand because of just the, the, the presence of the Lord so strong on them, and, and the feeling that they have, and thanks and praise for what God has done for them. They will hit their knees while they lift their hands and praise Him and love on Him. So, those two words go together there. But where where was the first mention of Barak at that form of praise? If you look over in Judges chapter 5, Judges chapter 5, verse 2, says, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people will willingly offered themselves. Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of the people. This is when Deborah and Barak, just so happens to be Barak, Deborah and Barak were fighting against the enemies that was coming against them. And whenever they were victorious, they were victorious because God God worked for, worked in front of them and, create, and caused all this to take place and caused them to be victorious by moving ahead of them and, and causing the army to, to fail. And... One of the guys here that was uh, was killed by J.L. Heber's wife, who his, see, let me find his name here. And J.L. went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my Lord, turn in to me. In other words, Sisera went out and told him, Come in my tent. And he was one of the leaders of the, of the army that was coming against Barak. And she led him in the tent, and she, she, when he fell asleep, she slew him. And because of that, they prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they destroyed the until they had destroyed the Jabin, the king of Canaan. You see, they were victorious over him. They prevailed against Jabin, 
and all this all this that happened everything that took place here in the chapter before they were victorious over the enemy so as when they were victorious over the enemy they began to praise god because they were victorious over so praise you the lord for the avenging of israel the, the, they were praising him so much that I believe they fell to their knees in reverence to the Lord and with their hands lifted up because what God had done, God had moved for them and, the, and reverencing him because of what he had done in such a great extent, in such a great way to where they hit their knees praising God and loving on him and thanking him for everything that he'd done. Thanking him for going out and moving in their, in their path and clearing all this out. You see, the forms of praise is very important in our lives and how we... And how we praise is very important at times. And you see, a lot of times we get we want to be um, worried about what somebody will think about how we praise God, about you know, uh, worried about what somebody will, you know somebody will look at us and make fun of us because you know we want to shout or maybe you know run around a church or or whatever or dance in the spirit because the Holy Ghost comes over us and and just gets to shaking us around and you know it's. We shouldn't worry about what other people think, you know, because it's more, it's the most important thing is that God is pleased with what we do. As long as God's pleased with what we do, what everybody else thinks doesn't matter, you know. But what the witness that we put out towards people matters, but, what, but whenever we're doing our witness right and doing it to where it pleases God and to where we are a good witness to those people, as long as as long as we're doing that, then it doesn't matter what people thinks if we're if we're being obedient to the Lord. Because as long as we're being obedient to the Lord, God will take care of everything else. You know, just like just like with David, you know, and uh, whenever he was praising God and everything, he come back whenever they were bringing the the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem, and he came into Jerusalem before the Ark, and he was praising God and he was dancing around. And dancing in his ephod and everything and praising God. He didn't care about what people thought because he was praising God because now the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant of the Living God that God had with the people was coming back to Jerusalem when it was coming out of captivity from where they had lost it for a while to another country because they were disobedient to God. But now it was coming back into Jerusalem and coming back to the to the temple or to the tabernacle that they had set up for God. And because of that, he was so happy and praising God so much and, and just so excited over that and so excited over the Lord that he, he danced in front of the people and his wife was looking out a window, which was Saul's daughter, Micaiah, looking out a window and, and was got angry with him because of how he was dancing before the Lord and how he was acting in front of all the other people. You know, it doesn't matter what other people think. If you're, if you're praising God and loving on the Lord, come on, and he's happy with it, hey, you know, praise him and love on him all you want. And be exalt, you know, be exalting God because He deserves all of our praise, all of our adoration. Just like with David, He didn't care about what people thought. And you see, that's one of the reasons God loved him so much because he was he was after God's own heart. He was a man after God's own heart. God was very pleased with David, and you know, because David was like that, he was he would hit his knees and ask God to forgive him when he'd done something wrong, and he always made sure that he was that he was right with the Lord, right in his heart with God. But he also praised God. And lifted him up and exalted him. And he wrote many psalms over about God. Psalms meaning songs to the Lord, written in the book of the Psalms, and and everything that he where he had praised God and loved on God. You know, and uh, David is somebody that we can learn a lot from, and everything in that area and praising him. <clears throat> 
praises Yada and blesses Barak there in that verse in Psalms 145.10. Psalms 145.10 praises, praises the word Yada and blesses the word Barak. And like I said, those two go together. And if you look over to Psalms 118, it's a little different than I standing up. I have to get me a little table to put up here. In Psalms 118, verse 21. Psalms 118, verse 21. I got it written on the board here. Um, like I said, all these verses are written on here and the definitions, if you want to write all that stuff down, or whatever, to study on your own. But Psalms 118, verse 21 says, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. See, because God heard David. Because God heard when David prayed. God heard when David reached out to God in a certain, you know, whatever the circumstance might have been, or whatever. When the, his father-in-law was chasing after him, trying to kill him or whatever, and he, he was having to run and hide, and having to hide from him and stuff, and... and the different times that he could have he could have killed Saul, but he didn't because Saul was anointed to be king, and he didn't want to touch God's anointed. He said God can deal with with Saul, or Saul will die of old age, whichever one. He said I'm not going to touch God's anointed, but instead he always pray and ask God to help him in different circumstance, whatever he might have been facing. Just like when he come back to Ziklag and everything had been taken, and his own men was wanting to stone him and kill him because of what had happened. They wanted to blame all of it on David. And David David sought the Lord for the answer to the situation and for the help and asked God to help him. And when he did, God answered and God allowed him to recover everything that he had, that they had lost. But in every circumstance, in every situation, God always moved. And God always heard David when he prayed. And when God heard and he praised, he made sure he praised God because God heard him and because God listened and because, because God saved his soul. And what, that's what it says here. It says, God has, because God has heard me, I will praise him. Just because God heard him, he would praise him. And that's lifting his hands in worship. Well, lifting his hands up and praising God and exalting him in reverence to the Lord. Lifting his hands, just like this says here, revere and worship with extended hands, where you reverence God and worship. By extending your hands and raising your hands to heaven and praising God and saying, Lord, I surrender to you, God. And Lord, I praise you from my heart, sincerely, from deep inside, God. And allow, allow that to pour out from your heart to heaven, up into the throne room of heaven. And God to hear you. And God to pray, God to listen, God to come on, God to come down and get into your presence when you begin to, begin to praise him. Just like I've been saying on several of these teachings that God hears your praise and he comes down and enters into your presence when you begin to praise him you see it, it's, it was it's very important it was so important it says in the bible enter into the gates with thanksgiving enter into the courts with praise the area around the tabernacle out in the wilderness and they even had the same thing when they built the temple in jerusalem they have an area where you enter into a gate and when you enter into that gate you're entering into the area that's surrounding the tabernacle in the wilderness and when you entered into that gate, you had to enter that, into that gate being thankful for what God had done. And as you enter into that gate with thanksgiving, 
when you go enter into them courts and that court area was where they would praise God they would walk around and praise the Lord and they would just just nothing but praise unto God and that was the area where the where the where the altar was at where they would where they would sacrifice the the lambs or the or the bulls or whatever where they would sacrifice unto God and then the priest would take the blood and he would enter into the holy place and go through the holy place and enter into the holy of holies where he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat and then God would come down and sit on the mercy seat and they would he would talk back and forth to the priest and give messages to the priest or whatever to, to deliver to the people and also that was the day of atonement when they would go into the into the holy of holies to place the blood on the mercy seat where when God looked down and seen the blood and he would come on he would just like in Egypt when he seen the blood on Passover when he would come down th the death angel come through Egypt where they put the blood on the threshold of the door on the two side posts and the top post when the death angel walked by and seen the blood he would pass by and the people in that house were were they would not die the death angel would not touch them and they were allowed to live but anywhere any house or any door where they did not have the blood the death angel would kill the firstborn that was a curse that was put over Egypt one of the one of the plagues over Egypt the death angel and that's just like the blood being applied to our lives Jesus's blood that he shed on the cross for us that when he died he went to heaven and sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat in heaven on the ark of the covenant that's in heaven for when God looked at that ark, and he would see his blood that he shed for us, for our sins, so that whenever whenever we die and step over into, etern into eternity, that his blood would be washed our sins away, so that, we're, so that we could live eternally with God, instead of be cast into hell because of our sins. Our sin is what separates us from God. But Jesus' blood applied to our lives covers up that sin. And when it covers up that sin, it allows us to be back in the presence of the Lord again. So that's how precious that is, and that's how that's one of the reasons He's worthy of all of our praise. Whether anything else, He's worthy of our praise for what He did 2,000 years ago on that on that torture rack of the Romans there on, on Golgotha's hill when He died for us, when He hung there between heaven and earth and gave His life for us. He's worthy of all of our praise for doing that for us. And see, David, this was before... The crucifixion happened. This was before Jesus died for us. That David was praising God. All through the Psalms, you can see different things where he was praising him. And the book of Isaiah tells us prophecies that that was going to happen in the future. But you see, reverencing God with extended hands, worshiping God with extended hands, and being on our knees in his presence. Come on, that's two of the forms of praise. It's praise to our God. Two of the ways that we can praise him. Come on, there's people that does this stuff on football fields. And, and in the stadiums and stuff and basketball games and all these different th forms of sports that we give praise to people, praise to men for what they do out on the field, which is nothing, it's just a game. But yet, there's people out there that don't even give God the time of day. They don't give Him a bit of praise when He's worthy of all the praise. There ain't no man worthy of praise, but only God is worthy of praise. So just keep that in mind, especially if you watch sports or whatever. Think about that. Whenever you get the praise in that when you like when you're sitting there on your couch or whatever, eating your potato chips or popcorn or whatever, drinking some cold iced tea, watching a football game or a baseball game or whatever it may be, and your team scores and you want to shout and jump up off the couch and be dancing or whatever, think about that for a moment. Whenever you start doing that over a team, over a player that got a goal, but you don't give God a bit of praise. And God deserves all of our praise for what He's done for you, whether you know Him or not, whether you know Him as your personal Savior, whether you have given your life to Him or not. 
He's worthy of all your praise. More praise than any, any man deserves. God deserves it all. So if you haven't given your life to God, I suggest that you that you find you an altar and pray and ask God. You don't have to, to be in a, the house of God to hit an altar. You can hit an altar in your house. You want to hit an altar, hit your knees at the couch and pray and ask God to forgive you for your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and surrender to Him and give Him your life. Come on, He's the one. He's, <laughs> time's wrapping up. And if you haven't given your heart and life to God, then I suggest you do it soon. I suggest you do it now. Don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. But be sure and praise God and thank Him and praise Him for what He's done for you. You should wake up with a song in your heart in the mornings and be ready to praise Him and love on Him and tell Him, thank you, Jesus, for another beautiful day, God. And I praise you, Lord, for all that you've done. I praise you for... I thank you for getting helping me get out of bed this morning, and I praise you for it. I praise you, Jesus, for everything that you're going to do for me today. And praise Him in advance. And praise Him as your day goes on for everything that He does. So I hope this helped you tonight. If you... If you, if you enjoyed it and you feel it could help somebody, please share it and get the message out. And um, and also, if you haven't liked my Facebook page, I have a, a ministry page, um, a Facebook ministry page. It's uh, Kevin Fryer's Ministries. Um, if you haven't liked that yet or or followed me on it or whatever, um, you can go back there and easily get easily get to these videos if you want to watch them again later on. So um, yeah, go there and like my page and. Follow it if you if you want, um, but if you don't, that's okay too. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. God bless.